This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Hey there. Hello there, Kimber. How are you, Pete? I'm going really well. It's a Friday. Yep. It's been a big week. There's a lot to cover off uh, on the podcast. A big, fat, big, fat, juicy, full of content podcast coming your way. It is jam-packed, isn't it? Mm. Um, can I talk about something else to start, though? Of course you can. Have you ever thought about doing a marathon? In all honesty, in the last few weeks, I have. Yeah? I genuinely have, because my cousin um, has started running. He's started running in the last uh, six months, and he looks great. And he's actually had, in all seriousness, he's actually had some um, genuine mental health issues that he's been tackling Mm -hmm. over the last sort of couple of years. And the running, not to say it's fixed it, but it's helped. Like it's oh, helped immensely. Of course it does. And that's he's not, that's science, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, exactly. Healthy body, healthy mind. Right, but he's like his running is now turning like away from like a kilometre to I might do a marathon. And then he got me a little bit excited about it. You know the way he's looking, the way that yeah. he's talking about it. Oh, it's amazing what a thing to achieve. I think the biggest problem with um, deciding to run a marathon is that you have to actually train and follow through with it. Which yeah. is the part that I'm not so impressed about. Yeah, true. Um, but this bloke, 52 years of age, and he has completed a full 42-kilometre marathon. And it's not his first effort. He has basically run in this marathon in China every year for the past few years. Okay. So he's, tra- he's trained. He's good for it. Yeah, he's good for it. He does a really good job. Now, this one, he actually smashed it out. He won the marathon, which is incredible, um, because also, I mean, I don't want to do it now, especially not at that age, but he did a great job, came in in good time, and then three hours and 33 minutes. Is that good for a marathon? Uh, for 42Ks. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I'm just trying to think, because I do those Saturday runs occasionally, like the, you know, the HBF runs that oh, you can yeah. do? Yeah. Um, I think it's HBF for us. It took me like bank. half an hour to do four Ks. Yeah, I think that was about my time too. In fact, I think it was about 35 minutes. Yeah. Four Ks, 35 minutes, do the math. That's 42 kilometres. Oh my God, that is a good time. Yeah, so he's done really well, but um, he's been disqualified. Why? Because he was chain smoking through the entire <laughs> marathon. <laughs> There's all these photos and images of this dude just lighting up cigarette after cigarette and running. Why is that a disqualification? Well, apparently it's part of the committee's, like they made a statement in Article 2.12, which says uncivilised behaviour from runners, such as open defecation. I mean, so anyone okay, who tries to poo yes. on the side of the track, yeah. smoking or trampling on flower beds or green spaces that affect the race and the safety of other runners will result in disqualification. So, so, so chain smoking, he's done three and a half hours, forty two k's, and they've gone. You can't have this because you were chain smoking. Yeah, sounds so ridiculous. I'd be getting the, I'd be celebrating him. What an enigma. Yeah. Like it, like what we should be doing is we should be getting this guy, and once he's he's passed on, you know, way down the track, mm-hmm. cutting his body open for science <laughs> to work out exactly what's going on there. Well, because every time he races, he gets he pulls in really good times. Like he's done it in three hours and thirty six minutes. He's done it in three hours and thirty two minutes. Like he always does a really solid run. But has just been smoking the entire time. Have I ever told you the story of the time when I went to the gym? I used to go to the gym before work Mm. until I figured out it was really stupid. Um, 
very early in the morning, and there was this guy who was jogging next to me on the uh, thing, and then he finished just before I did, and I walked out, and he was still at his car, and I could see him through his window, his door open, and he just like bent down, and then I saw like a flame light up, and then he like went oh. back up again and just went. Oh, oh now I can breathe again. <laughs> just. This guy who was just doing this, like that jogging on the trip. I don't understand. I mean, I'm old enough to have been nightclubbing when you could still smoke in clubs. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you'd go home and your hair would sting and you quit. Like sometimes in those nightclubs, I struggled to breathe. Yeah, it was shocking. And I'm like, this guy's running at the same time. My uncle, um, who would chain smoke like crazy. Finally gave up the gaspers, and then he had a heart attack, and so he got back on them again. Stop. No, I'm being completely serious. Oh I'm gosh. being genuine. At, no, I swear on my kids, this oh, actually I'm, happened. I'm, I believe you. Yeah. Just people are- <laughs> he, he literally said, I smoked, I gave them up, I had a heart attack, so I thought to myself, bugger it. Like, I'm getting back on them, and he still smokes to this day. Oh, I get it. And he's into see, his 60s. The reason I don't do sport is because I hear of a lot of people doing injuries. <laughs> you don't hurt yourself if you're not doing sport. That's a very good point. Um, but look, on the podcast today, there's a whole separate podcast you might want to check out. We spoke to NASA from Married at First Sight. He was oh, on yeah. season five. We're currently up to season 11. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot to say about how the producers manipulate the content yeah. on the show. Yeah. It, you know what made me sad, though, is how oh. passionate and angry and upset NASA still is oh, yeah. six seasons later. Yeah. Like, mate, you need to find peace with it. It's his life, isn't it? He needs to find peace with mm. it. But there's a whole podcast on that. But on this podcast, um, you'll hear some of the very funny entries that we got from Secret Lives of Perth that were just hilarious. People are holding very funny secrets out there. Um, or a dear Kimber that came in. Mm. The hen that slept with the stripper. I hate that this happened because mainly, you know when people go to hen's nights and buck's nights and some partners can be weird yeah, and yeah. they go, I don't want you going because I'm worried what's going to happen and yeah. I'm all, and, and you're the person who's always going, nothing's going to happen. This is so stupid. Mm. I can hang out with my girlfriends without anything, you know. And then someone goes and does that yeah. and sleeps with the stripper and you're like, oh, okay, a few months it. before their wedding. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, stop making a bad example of everybody. Exactly. You've ruined um, it for the rest of us. <laughs> we caught up with Rob Mills, a good mate of the show. Uh, um, he gave us some great love advice. Um, all the, we spoke about the disasters at the wedding. Now, we had a phone call from a celebrant um, who told us the most epic story. I hope that never happens to me as a celebrant. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with that. I, did, I didn't get the chance to ask him the question. When she, when the person who came up and said, can I have the microphone, the way she said it, was it a red flag? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, like if someone came up to you yeah. during a ceremony mm-hmm. and said, can I have the microphone? You didn't know who they were and they weren't meant to talk. Would you give them the microphone? I, I would because the ceremony hadn't started yet. And if it's just, a, it could just be like a, hey guys, thanks everyone for coming. Just letting you know that after the thing today, we're all going for sausage rolls at Blah Blah's house. You know, like lots yeah. of people make announcements. Well, you just wait. You just wait until you hear what happened with this one. Um, we had our couple, Matt and Tanya, our instant couple that we want to make fall in love by Valentine's Day. Mm. They did a little relationship quiz to yep. see if they agree on some of the same issues, which is good. And uh, producer rap. And now I'm glad this one's made the podcast because it's the kind of producer rap where um, 
you might have to rewind it a couple of times to try and figure out what happened. Oh, I think that if you can make sense of it the first time you hear it, that you are in the percentile, like the top percentile oh, of people. It's the equivalent of running 42Ks chain smoking. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You're that person. You're that talented. Good luck. Yep. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Pete and Kimber present Mix 94.5's Secret Lives of Birth. Untold secrets. Unbelievably true. Secret. Well, that part there at the end, unbelievably true. Like, mm-hmm. cannot stress enough that the stories that you're hearing at the moment with Secret Lives of Perth are genuine people who have sent genuine stories, things that have happened to them to us at mix.com.au. Yes, and so someone in Perth is dealing with this stuff in their life every time we play it. Now, we've had some super juicy stories. We've mm. had secrets where we've gone, oh my goodness, like this one. So, to increase my chances of getting pregnant as quickly as possible, I slept with my brother-in-law. We were having family dinner and we both snuck away to get a takeaway meal and we pulled over on the way to pick it up. I was just... Towards the end of that call, by the way, that's the one we played this week, um, the anonymous caller said to us, would love to know if my 15-year-old daughter is my husband's or my brother-in-law's. We're currently working on that DNA test behind the scenes. Mm, We're going to find out. Now, the thing is, with these secrets, some of them were massive bombshells like that one. Mm. Others came through that were just funny or quite short or quite, you know, maybe there's no more to them other than the fact that the story was cool. So what we did is um, we had the people in the office, our mates around the office, have all taken turns to, like, read out a little bit of the story that we were sent, Mm -hmm. right? Now, you and I haven't heard them yet. No, this is the first. I'm so looking forward to this. The producers ran around and said, hey, read this story. So these are legit secrets that people have sent in. And it's in a bit of a montage, I guess, because they're just, you know, funny or whatever. So we're we're with it. We're on board with you. We're going to hear what it is. All right, here we go. I dated two famous cricket players at the same time while they were in town for the World Cup, world's fastest bowler and man of the match titles. For years, I've been writing with a pen but never got my pen licence. <laughs> I accidentally drank my friend's sea monkeys when I was staying at her house after a night out. Woke up in the night needing water and thought the tank was a little strange-shaped cup and drank them. Realised in the morning and topped up the tank with water and never mentioned it. I never fart on the toilet anymore because after I had to do prep for a colonoscopy, I farted and shat myself. <laughs> The only thing my husband is in charge of in our household is the internet. But whenever my husband's playing PS5 and yells or screams or swears too much, I turn the internet off. (laughs) When I hear him come upstairs to check what's going on, I quickly turn it back on and run away and act as if I don't know what's going on. (laughs) My secret, I possess the seductive powers of a kangaroo whisperer, effortlessly taming those hopping hearts with a wink and a smile. I fed my sister's little bird to our pet snake and she still thinks it flew away. (gasps) When I was a kid, I used to play a game called cafes with my granddad. He once asked for a sh** in a bowl, so I literally shat in a bowl and gave it to him with a spoon. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Did she say a budgie? That one's like I fed her budgie. To a snake. 
to their to their pet snake. Fed her sister's bird to a pet snake. Um, so what you're hearing is the secret lives of Perth people that have sent us their real stories. Some that we just you know they're just good fun, a the bit of a laugh. Pen license, hilarious. Um, also, I learned something. What that we will beep out the S word. But not if it's past tense. <laughs> Only when it's present tense. But if it's something you did, suddenly we can say it. Well, what? Did you just learn something too? I did, yep. <laughs> um, if you would like to send a proper secret to us, I mean, they're proper secrets. They're, they're good secrets. They're a bit of fun. But we're talking like the real deep, Dark oh, you're stuff. harboring it. Yeah, you yeah. know, you've got a long story that you need to share with us. We'd love to speak to you. Remember, we can disguise your voice. You can remain anonymous, all that stuff. You can head to mix.com.au, register for Secret Lives of Perth, and you can win yourself some cash for doing so as well. Pete and Kimber. I'm very honoured that people think that I give good advice. Um, and so they've been, occasionally we get like a, a, a message to the radio station, to a letter or something saying, hey, dealing with this problem, do you think anyone could help out? And no, this, they don't say, do you think anyone could help out? It's literally Kimber, can well, they you help do. out? They never ask me for help. No, but actually this one says they want to know from our audience. Oh. They called it an audience. We call them mix fam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did get a letter. Dear Kimber... I have a controversial situation I'd love for you to put out to your audience. A few weeks ago, I went to my friend's hen's party. It was a really boozy night. One of the girls hired a male stripper. Something happened that I am not cool with. The hen hooked up with the stripper and went all the way. I was just about to ask you what you mean by hooked up. She sworn us all to secrecy. The wedding is in a few months. What the hell do I do? While I love my friend, I'm not sure I could ever be around her fiancé knowing this happened. Help! What an absolute doozy. I hate this. It actually made me feel really angry when I read it. Because I hate that someone would do that to their friend. Yeah. Like, the, the hen... Going ahead and doing that. Like, whatever you want to do, make your bed, lay in it, right? You want to cheat on your... <laughs> she did. Yeah. Like, you want to cheat on your partner with somebody, that's on you, right? right? But the fact that now all of her friends are involved yeah. is such a horrible thing to do to your, to people that you yeah, love. Yeah, you're right, because they've it's got to sit ab- on the secret, don't they? It's miserable. It's a terrible thing to do to people and be like, oh, now I've chosen my own actions, but now all of you have to suffer because of it. Yeah. It makes me really angry because I'd go, I guess my from that would be going you can't change what happened but you can choose what you do moving forward yeah but what would you choose i, I mean because like me- this is if, if you're a if you're a person saying if you're the uh person to be married and you've done something like that you make your bed you lay in it yep then by that would you also if you're the friend just not get involved like if that's your opinion of you make your bed you lay in it yes. but now i know that i'm not going to get involved but whatever happens between you, you two involved. I think that's the difficult for me. I think that you... It's dirty you water. Can, you can set boundaries with your friend. I would absolutely be saying, I'm not lying for you. I'm not necessarily going to get involved or out you, but I'm not lying for you. So, if your fiancé came to me and asked me, I'm not lying. Legit, you would you would tell the fiancé. You'd blow yeah. their... You'd blow it all up. I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying, like, I think for me... The, the problem is with this situation is that you end up feeling like the cheater. 
you end up feeling like the person who did something wrong because you have to keep the secret. And every time, imagine every time you you all go out together. Yeah, so like maybe, imagine, you know, and maybe the, your boundaries are like, cool, but I don't want to hang out with your fiancé anymore because I'm probably going to say something, some, stuff this up. Yeah. Or like, don't put me in situations where I might end up having to, you know, I'd be telling my friend how they made me feel. Mm. I would feel really betrayed by the behaviour because they put me in a crappy spot. It's a crappy spot to put your friend in. Mix fam, over to you, because this person, as you mentioned in the in this Dear Kimber, has gone, um, would love to know what your audience thinks. Like Mix fam, hen, what do you think? The hen this has the slept hen. with the stripper mm. and now has said, everyone's sworn to secrecy, say nothing. The wedding's in a couple of months. Obviously regrets the choice, I'm assuming, and mm-hmm. wants to go ahead with the marriage. But like, ugh. What do you do? We got some amazing advice from people on the text line. Mm. I mean, lots of people saying I couldn't be friends with that person anymore mm. because it's just, I just don't respect them. Kerry from Heathridge, great suggestion here. She said, my first reaction is that the stripper should never have put the bride in that situation. She obviously had too much to drink and made oh. a bad decision. We don't know that. We don't know that part. She has not anywhere in that letter said that the hen has had too much to drink. She said it was a really boozy night. It was a really boozy night. Doesn't what? mean she's have had you, too mate, much to drink. Have you ever been to a hen's night? I've never been to a hen's night where the hen's not drinking. I was the stripper. The, mate, <laughs> <laughs> the key to a hen's night is to, is to get the bride to have a good time without her passing out by 8pm. No. Because they always drink too much. And fair enough. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, like, it's not as... when You know, we talk about infidelity and cheating and stuff and how it's not always as black and white as it's one person's fault. Yeah. Like, she had just as much to do with it as the stripper. Well, she's not um, saying that. Anyway. Sally and Baldivis has asked whether or not they have an open relationship. Well, no, they surely can't because the letter says she's been sworn to secrecy. You wouldn't, if, you had, if it was an open mm. relationship, you wouldn't bother telling all your friends to keep this secret. Daniel and June Dana, what are your thoughts, mate? Well, well, she's not much of a friend to put you in that position, is she? And you just think, well, if she's capable of doing that, what else is she capable of doing in the future? That's so true. I mm. wish your phone line wasn't dodgy, Daniel, because that was that was sound. Um, Shannon in Valdivis, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that the friend should tell the fiancé and that should never happen. And it's disgusting. The friend should, oh, tell, the should fiance. tell the fiancé? Yeah, I think the friend should tell the fiancé. See, I think if it got to that point, I'd just be walking away from the friendship. Like, you know what I mean? If, if at that point you go, you're gonna, you know you're going to blow up your friend's life and you know you're going to blow up your friendship with her, mm. I would just say, I can't be friends with you anymore and leave. You'd leave I don't it. think I'd go and set fire to it. You mm. know what I mean? But you still know, don't you? You still yeah, know. But, but it's, what if you bump into them down the track? But it feels like it's like not your circus, not your monkeys at that point. Um, Caitlin and Kinross, thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Um, so what are your thoughts about this? What are, what's everybody doing? Well, I think if her fiancé or husband at the time cheats on her and I know about it, I wouldn't be telling her because ah. she pretty much has told you not to tell him. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so it's like, oh, okay, cool. the same treatment. Yeah, well, if your husband ends up cheating on you, I'm not going to say anything. Good luck. Yeah. And then also marriage doesn't mean anything these days because people think it's okay. Well, look, get away I, with it. You know, I think, look, it, oh, I think marriage a gener- means a lot to a lot of people. But I just think that, you know, yeah, there's certainly people want their cake and eat it too. Jeez, I didn't, I didn't think about the other side of it, did they, if they found out about the husband? I mean, what if the husband is doing that sort of stuff on the side and they have no idea? Well, exactly. I don't know. For me, I think this is a like you think about your integrity. I think maybe if you're morally conflicted, think about yourself a year from now 
which decision do you think you would have been more comfortable with or mm. which would have been bad news bear? Rob Mills in the studio with us this morning. Hi, mate. It's good to be here. So <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. I was going to say, well, and Juliet must be going well. Mate, it's going really well. Like it's standing ovations. Um, the the Wednesday matinees are all always a little bit. The the older crowd are not quite sure what it is because <laughs> it's oh. very fast paced. It's very bright. It's very loud. It's like a pop concert, and yeah. I I love it. But by the end, there's a few uh, walking frames that are up, up and about. You know, great. Um, there's a few. There's a lot of lot of hands waving in the end. So that's that's good. We get them by the end. Now, listen, last time we had you in, you recorded a little something for us, mm-hmm. which was this. They should be afraid. They should be petrified. Oh, yeah. I've seen the plan this year, and honestly, they just might die. Mm. There are just so many stunts that could go oh so very wrong, but they are strong. You are strong. That's why I'm here singing this song, and now they're back. You are back. In your airspace. And in mine. I just can't wait to see more painful squints come onto both their faces. They've got stunts ready to rock. Oh, you just won't want to leave. And you know at every second they'll let out a painful scream. Oh, oh, oh my. Will they survive? Oh, as long as they do radio, they'll fight to stay alive. They've got all these stunts to give. They've got all this love to give. Will they survive? Will they survive? Hey, hey. Rob Mills and Juliet, everybody. Right. That's beautiful. Um, you know, since then, we've done our first blackout challenge. Do you know what that was? No. They blindfolded us, yep. tortured us. Yeah. Um, when do you say tortured? Well, have a, have a listen. They um, took away your wait, what am, I put, what am I getting into? Oh, what is that? Okay, guys, can we just reveal what the hell's going on now? I'm done. Like, this is sh- Oh, that feels like a harness. Get stuffed. Ooh. A lot of you get stuffed. Three, two, two the rock. one, go. Oh, oh my God. Right off. It's beautiful. What do you think it was? It's a harness. Look, it's not a sex swing, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> and you're all nude, and you said it looks beautiful, so... No, not that. Um, what was it? you about to do a bungee and you're up really high somewhere? Right. So when I say they tortured us, that's what we mean. They put backpacks on us, made us think that we were going parachuting, basically. Oh, made us think we were yeah. going to be getting out of a plane. Yeah. There was a lot of banging around, lots of measuring us up. We yeah. were being measured for things and stuff, getting into full body harnesses. It yeah. was getting pretty concerning. Yeah. And then they blindfold. we were still blindfolded and they walked us up a lot of stairs. Lots and lots of stairs with no eyes. (laughs) Got to the top of Madagara Bridge where they made us zip line down to the foreshore. How was it? Tell me it was awesome. It was incredible. Um, Um, Here's here's the grab. I've got the grab of the blackout challenge. Yeah, have a listen to this. Three, three, two, one. Awesome. I've seen some people doing it on my walks. Oh my god. It looks it looks so cool. It was super fun. It was really beautiful up there. Yeah. I personally, you know, could have gone without forty minutes of Pete saying no, I'm not doing it. No. It's it's a, it's very safe. Yeah, I'm, oh, thanks. No. I appreciate they go, that, mate. Three, right. two, one, go to let you go and Peter go, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I have a yeah. terrible phobia of heights. 
Really? I'm ter- I'm shocking with So you. luckily they blindfolded you on the way up. Yeah. Um, Rob, can we get you to stick around? We've got to talk to you about our instant couple, Tanya and Matt. I would love to. So Rob, our instant couple, um, we found two single people in Perth. We asked single people to register if they're looking for love. Love it. And we're going to make them fall in love by Valentine's Day. Okay. Make them is very hard, but okay, go. They do it on We're going to help Perth, them yeah, yeah, help. fall in love yeah, yeah. by Valentine's Day. We think it's possible. We had three weeks up our sleeve to basically go. Excellent. Let's sit you down, do some activities together and see if you can fall in love. Yep. This is just two people? Yes. Okay. We have picked Tanya and Matt. Yep. Did you want more people? Well, like, <laughs> Did like, you want like, like an a, ethical non-monogamous relationship? No, 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 I just, I, no I'm just saying like you've, like you've actually put your hopes in just to two people. Like, there's not a bunch of couples that you're trying no. out. Yeah. So you get one. We yeah. just picked- Your strike rate is going to have to be 100%. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. So, we've, so we've, got the, we've got the singles. We've put them together. We think Tanya and Matt are a really great match. We had them come in. We yeah. blindfolded them so they could not see one another, but they could Very good. sniff and touch <laughs> one another. Sniff is weird. Okay, yep. The touching- Became moderate petting, I think we'll say. Consent Mild was given. Petting. Consent, was, Consent given. was given, but like they were into each other wow. and the chemistry in here was flying. So then the next day we got them back in, yep. we let them take their blindfold off and they could see one another and, and they were both into it. Also, I love love just for those uh, playing at home. Right. <laughs> love it. That's why I'm talking to you about yeah, this. Love it. I love love. I love it. Is there a possibility, because you do love love, yep. is there a possibility that you would be able to give Matt? a few hints or a few tips on things he could do. Because we know your story mm. with your fiancé, Georgie, <laughs> yeah. is kind of stalkerish. Let's face it, well, if you weren't <laughs> Rob Mills, if you weren't Rob Mills, she would have deleted your message. It was it was a very lovely, thought, thoughtful You saw message. Georgie on TV and went, who is that? I have to meet her. She's wonderful. Yeah. And sent her a direct message That's and right. she said, I asked her out for coffee. No, according to this, you said, I promise I'm not crazy is what you opened with. That's true. Is that right? Yeah. You uh, legit said those crazy words? or I'm not a weirdo. But could you just feel it? Did but you take one look at her and go, I could just feel it? Or have you also said that about other women that just didn't work out with? No, that's, that's the first time I've ever... Felt that? Yeah. Oh. She was very funny and very charming and very smart. And I went, this is, who is this? Who's this hot nerd? (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And now being together for like five years or something? Six years. Six years. years? Yeah. We're engaged doing all that stuff. Yeah, right. So have you got any hot tips for these two? We, our concern has been that they might be burning a little bright. Oh yeah. It sounds like, I, 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 the love bombing. Is that what you're saying? Like, no, if they're just, going too hard, too soon? It's just that it's just a bit hard. Yeah, they're, they're, they're burning a little bright that maybe because they're keen to, to be with one another. Well, you also have after, put a very strong um, deadline on it. I mean, that's weeks, fair. Yeah, but that's they, fair. They met, like, yeah. they, they've only met and now they, it, within a day, they were already going, let's do this. So Hang we on. don't know this, if, this if they... This sounds like bad parenting. You, you, t- you told them what you want and then you're like, well, this is a bit too much. Oh, I know. <laughs> Like, what do you want? This I is very confusing. We're for worried this that if they hook up too soon, the magic that will be gone. The m- magic might go. That they might need to be like, like get to know each other first. Okay, I can recommend one thing, and this this is something I say to all of my mates who are dating, or even like if they want to rekindle some spark with their partner, go for a walk, grab a coffee, and just go for a walk or go for a long drive. No alcohol involved, and just talk. Just have a chat. Um, there's something about walking in nature that you, makes you feel good. Um, there's a, like natural serotonin that is in the air when you're out. I don't, I don't mean just walk the streets, but like go to a park, go mm-hmm. to 
like Kings Park, you've got so many beautiful trails in there. Probably don't wait for a 40 degree day, but like you do it early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, walk along the beach, grab a coffee um, and just talk. That's There's something about when you walk, um, your eyes are darting left to right and you don't feel the judgment of the other person looking straight at you. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's something you can, re- you can really connect with someone that way. He really means it. That is really good advice. That's super good advice. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, but what if it's awkward? Well, that's the point, right? Because if it's awkward, then maybe there's nothing there, but you figure that out. Yeah. Well, we'll take that. Yeah. We'll pass that on to Matt and see how he goes. He's English. He doesn't sound like he's going to do any sober dating. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't met any English blokes that don't want a pint. pint. So anyway, (laughs) good luck. The Pete and Kimber Podcast. We haven't really had much of a chance to talk about Married at First Sight Mm -hmm. this week, and there has been uh, some blowing up of things already. Yeah. All right. Um, One of the grooms we found out this week has run away. Just completely bailed. Imagine going through all of that audition process. There'd be so many meetings and so many calls and all that kind of gear. You've made it all the way there, and then you don't even turn up to the wedding. It's the first day. Take a listen to this. I've got some real disappointing uh, and shocking news. After the Bucks and the Hens Night, your match. Hello, Hello. Yvette. Good. Simon. You look as nervous as me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Decided to send us an email saying he no longer wanted to be a part of the experiment. My match point out means, honestly, he just wasn't the one. As bad as it feels, maybe it means I've dodged a bullet. Well, who cares? You don't even know them. Excuse me? They care. Yeah, but like... They care. They're there for love, remember? They're there to find love. They've got another... They've got someone in the background they'll just match him. They'll be like, here's one we found earlier. Well, he does. Here's one straight from the cupboard. Here you go. So this is the gay couple on this current season of Mavs. Mm -hmm. They, They do. They find another person to come in on the experiment. But that is a disaster. That person leaving early. They're meant to be getting married. Imagine having that expectation. (laughs) Your partner not showing up at the aisle is a pretty big wedding disaster. Proper disaster. Yeah. We want to hear from you this morning. What was the disaster at the wedding? Mm -hmm. Proper disasters, okay? Mm -hmm. Shockers. Did someone pull out early? Did someone run? Did someone throw up all over the bride? Are you the bride who found your groom to be hooking up with your dad? Did everyone get food poisoning? I'll tell you, our disaster, Mm. our disaster, our entree was meant to be tiger prawns, Mm -hmm. king prawns. Not promised. Not. Was king prawns. That's not a disaster. That's that. Who cares? That's what I'm talking about. Nobody noticed. That's what I'm talking about. Who cares? Who cares? We don't want that crap. No. Don't tell us about your entree. We want proper disasters. Yeah, real big disasters. What was the disaster at the wedding, Carla in Ellenbrook? What was it? Hi, I was at my, um, uh, I was at a, it was my wedding, it was a friend's wedding that I was head my bridesmaid to, um, and as we were walking down the aisle, I collapsed, and that was the last thing I remember, no. and then eight, eight months later, I woke up uh, in a, from a coma and found out that I have an um, abscess wrapped around my spinal cord, they couldn't remove it or I would have been paralysed. Oh my so god! So they just drain all the fluid, and I get checked regularly. So Carla, D- like at the time, they've all just gone. Uh, we're walking down the aisle. You passed out. If people told you afterwards what took place, did they just like shimmy you out and continue with the wedding? 
they shivered me out and continued with the wedding, but then told me, obviously, what happened. Wowie. Did you say a month later or eight eight months months. later? Eight months later. They put me in a coma and induced coma. To so, find out what was wrong with me. When you're in a coma for eight months, because we've had this chat on this show before, did you? Did anything happen while you're in that coma? Yeah. Could you remember really things? Dreams. Yeah, crazy yeah. dreams like what? Oh, just a whole pile of different things, and it's funny because when I look back now, some of them have come true. So, oh, yeah. like they became sort of premonitions. Yeah, kind of. Wow. Like what? Uh, my husband dying. Um, oh my god! My I'm happy sorry. place is uh, a lot of French pantries now. A lot of things. Wow! Hey, this went somewhere I didn't Carla. expect. I mean, we're so we're yeah. so glad you're okay, but far out. That is such a shocking turn of events. Oh my goodness! Andrew and Bushmeat, tell us about the celebrant. What happened? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm a marriage celebrant, but I was uh, all set up in Kings Park. Everyone was there dressed nicely, beautiful hair and everything else. Groom was there with his groomsman, music playing. And then a young lady comes up to me and just says, can I borrow the microphone? And I said, sure. And she just looked at the groom and she said, I was supposed to be one of Claire's bridesmaids today, but you dot, dot, dot did something to her friend last Friday at your Bucks party and Claire is not coming. <gasps> Whoa! And that was it. And his parents were there all dressed. Obviously, his mum had spent a fortune on handbags and everything else. And that was it. Andrew, what did you do? Because, like, me being a wedding celebrant, I haven't encountered this yet and I don't even know what to do when that happens. Oh, do you just you're... jump back on the mic and be like, thanks, everyone, for coming? <laughs> You'll have fun, Kimber. No, that what I did was, the funny thing was, I was supposed to go to a friend's wake, which was held in Fraser's. And oh. I couldn't go to the wake because I had a wedding to do. So I just said to everyone, well, I'm really sorry. It doesn't look as if the wedding's going to go ahead. And I just packed up and went off to uh, my Fraser's. friend's wake. Um, <laughs> Andrew, what happened with the groom? Like, like so she's revealed he this was, big he secret. Was, he, he was gone. He was oh, just yeah, gone. He ran. Yeah. He, he ran. He was gone. Yeah, he was gone. Well, yeah. You're not going but to stay the, and face the music, are you? Yikes. No. But, Kimber, I did get a phone call about five minutes later from the bride to say she was really sorry, but she just needed to do that. And I'm so sorry. And I've Aww. paid you anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I did do Claire's wedding, you know, as I say, um, since then. She's got oh, married great. to another, an, another bloke. So all is good. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, and we, You don't ever know what happened to that groom in the end either. He just disappeared and just gone. No, I don't know it. either. Wow. <laughs> great story, story, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for your there call. You okay. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Pete and Kimber's Instant Couple. Okay, we're here with our instant couple. Things are going very, very well, and we're about to break that up right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, this is just getting to know each other a bit more. (laughs) So yay or nay is where uh, we will give a topic, and then you guys will hear a three, two, one countdown that gives you enough time to quickly think about it, and then you have to immediately call out yay or nay, and then we get to discuss. Um, Are you ready for your first one? Yep. Let's go. Okay. The first one is karaoke. Three, two, one. 
Nay. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Both no. of you. I mean, I've got a vice of an angel. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Okay, no. great. Neither of them going to karaoke. That's okay. good. That's a good thing. All right. Next one. Religion. Three, two, one. Nay. Yeah, indifferent, but nay. Nay? Yeah, yeah. Yay? You don't know? Just, you don't know how you feel about it? And I believe there's God, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not a... Not preach. Yeah, yeah. no preacher. Yeah. Okay. Being friends with an ex. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay. Yay? Yeah. Uh, just because I've got a little girl, and does that count? Of course yeah. it does. It's a mum, yeah, so I need to be... Also, there's no rules. You don't have to, like, it's not that you can't be friends with an no, ex. That's, that's what we're trying to, you know. I think it's more of an issue for the partner if they've got a problem with it but if you know yeah. what you're you know yeah, true, where you're yeah. at so yeah great yeah yep. well both agree on that that's a good <laughs> sign oh, this relationship's over before it began <laughs> what are you talking um, about they both agree on being friends with an ex yes it's great pete's clueless <laughs> pete thinks that you can't have any exes um because they'll become a problem but this is from someone who married the only girl he was ever with <laughs> yeah she's beautiful <laughs> And I love and you her. Realized after That's lovely, She's perfect, man. Yep. If, if, if I found Liz, I would have married her too. Yep. Um, okay. Monogamy. Three, two, one. Yay. Yep. Yep. That was a very clear yay from yep. both of you. Nothing further to, needs yep. to be said. Once yep. it's decided you're official, you're yep. official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never understand when they're on dating apps and it says... In a non-monogamous yeah. Yeah, like relationship, what? yeah. I'm like, no, about? I don't want to share. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Toys in the bedroom. Three, two, one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when Tanya gives an answer, she's so shy about everything. She gives an answer and then a cute little giggle. <laughs> I love that when Matt answered, he looked away from Tanya, and then when Tanya answered, he you. looked right at her again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You did give me a cheeky look, didn't you, you devil? Um, okay. Uh, so far, I feel like there's this is good. There's I, good connections here. Can I add one? Yeah. All right. Your dad's name, the same as your partner's. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> I'm in that situation. We've just discovered your dad's name is also Matt. Yeah. But yeah. who isn't? I don't know a person who's not called yeah. Matt. So um, like everyone's he, called I know him Matt. as dad. Um, and it was always, I would refer to him as Matthew, so oh, okay. it's okay. okay. So you, uh, I've got a nickname if you want to call him a nickname. Tuna. Tuna? Tuna? Tuna. Why are you it's called Tuna? Scenario. It goes from Matthew to Matthew to Chew and then Tuna. Right. I see how you got stuck. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's you can cute, call though. I'm in not going to call you Tuna. Tuna. <laughs> 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 Kate and Kimber.